0: 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. And now for something completely different. Watch this on YouTube listen on your favorite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast lester till i die subscribe like follow and join in now
1: strap yourself in because we're set up switched on and ready to go
0: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This podcast is proud to be part of the Sports Fan Network. sports. Powered by fans.
1: And now, here's your host.
0: He talks right, he knows his stuff, and he knows how to make a girl laugh. Thank you. I'm
1: here all week. Hi Chris Good afternoon. Good evening, good night, good morning, good day, goodbye. Welcome along. Happy Mother's Day to you all and um, don't expect to get a lot of views on this because hopefully if your mother is still with you, uh, unfortunately I don't have that pleasure, but if your mother is still with you, I hope you are taking her out and having a, uh, a nice Mother's Day lunch, or having her around and cooking not cooking her, cooking her a nice lunch. Um, As always with the Lives of Pitch series, and this is number two in the series, um, I just don't plan them. I just come on and think, right, I need to get this off my chest or whatever. So, look, it's the international break now. We haven't got a match for two weeks. And I'm just thinking, if... Rogers is to go, and I'm not going to change my position on that. I think he needs to go, whether that is now uh, or at the end of the season. Top needs to make that decision that he's got to go. He's taking the club backwards. And we're Leicester City. We're not we're not flush with success. Not flush with success at all. Um Gray, hello, sir. How are you? Um yeah, you're always being hoodwinked by uh, by Brendan, aren't we? Um look, look, I'm talking about Brendan. Like I say, managers have a shelf life. Players have a shelf life. You know, everybody's calling, for example, for Jamie Vardy to come on. Jamie Vardy now is not the Jamie Vardy of the Premier League winning season. That was seven seasons ago. No, six, seven seasons ago. Players aren't going to be the same, and that's not his fault. And we don't—I don't hate him. I just don't think that he should be. I think he should be third choice now. Uh, you know, I said I wanted him to become an impact sub. The way things are, and it might be that we need a new manager to come in to make him that impact sub. But at the moment, he is very much a uh, non-impact sub when he comes in, uh, uh, comes on the pitch. Where that fault lies—is it him? Is it the manager? Is he playing to to, to, to to the manager's orders? But yes, Gray, as you say, there, age is catching up with him. Um, we have to accept that. Same with Johnny Evans. You know, we probably won't see him in a Leicester shirt again now. Not that he's, he, he's, <laughs> he's been a bad player for us. Um, he struggled when he came in, but he's very much one of our mainstay defenders. He can he patrols that back line, but he's of an age now where he's injury prone. And I know if I cut my finger, I'm in my 60s, it's going to take a week for it probably to recover. Back in the day when I was 18, 19, next day it would probably be sort of recovered and healed up. That's what happens when we get older. But look, these players, we can't sack 15 players. It comes down to one person, and that is the manager. We can't sack the board. Not that I'm saying we should do, but... You know, the, that person, when they take on that job and don't feel sorry for them when they're being sacked because they go off with a huge, huge um... <laughs> thunderhead. How you doing? They come in with a, you know, they, or they leave with a huge payoff quite often when they leave. So let's not feel sorry for them. You know, why do you think Potecino's not rushed into a job? Two reasons. One, he's waiting for a big job. Two He's got plenty of money because the PSG paid him off a lot of money. Um, this is why they, you know, <laughs> don't feel sorry for them. But look, when Rogers came in, was I pleased to have Rogers? Yes, I was. Of course I was. Um, <laughs> there you go, Gray. Exactly. Uh, grazed in here a month ago, still not healed. Uh, those carpet burns, Gray. I tell you, they're, they're devils, aren't they? But no, look. Was I pleased to get Rodgers in? Of course I was. Did I want Prell out? Of course I did. As bad as things are, we we know they've been worse. And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to be one of those that's going to say, like, oh, you know, I can remember when we played the Oval on a wet Tuesday. I'm not going to say that, but we know things have been worse. Um, hi, David. How are you doing? And definitely, Grey. Um, and you know what? <sighs> we are Leicester City. We are, you know, I remember sort of, you know, after Agnari, everybody said, oh, we should get Ancelotti. And I know he went to Everton, but, you know, we are not going to attract those sort of managers, unfortunately. So when we got Rodgers, I thought, brilliant. Here is a, this fantastic coach, and here is this um, great manager that runs loads of things. Of course, he's promised to get Vardy playing again. He's promised to get us playing exciting football. Where's it gone? And look, we've had some great success under him. We've won the FA Cup. Europe, well, two top six finishes um, in succession. Europe for two seasons in succession. A semi-final of a European competition. And I don't care whether it was just the, you know, argue term, say, yeah, it was under the European conference. I don't care. It was a semi-final of a European competition. If anybody had got through to... um To that particular stage of the tournament, they'd have been happy, whichever it was. So look, yes, I was happy to get him in. But we have to take that with a little bit of well, he was at Celtic. And for a bit of the time he was at Celtic and he was winning all these triple triples or whatever it was he was winning. There was no Rangers. They were they were fighting their way back up from the bottom division. So if you are manager of either Celtic or Rangers and the other t- well, one of the two aren't in the same league as you, you've got to be a pretty awful manager not to win it. Hi hi Brad and hi Mike as well. So you really you really do have to be um say, a, a, a pretty awful manager. But look, he came in, he did really, really well, and we loved him. Of course we did. And without wanting to name-drop, when I was on GB News on Saturday night, Mark Dolan said, I can remember when I wanted him to come to Tottenham. Yeah, Tottenham wouldn't touch him with a barge pole now. But we'll, we'll come on to actually Tottenham and Conte in a minute. But we have to accept whether it's the players that are, are, are letting him down or whether he's just run out of ideas. Because we even know he hasn't got a plan A. He hasn't got... well. He hasn't got a plan B, and I wonder if he's got a plan A. He can't change things mid, uh, mid game. Look, you know, he came as this fantastic coach, and yet he's been outthought by Arteta in his first job as a manager all those years ago. Uh, he was outthought by um, a manager that he'd put Niner through not so long ago. Uh, He was outthought by um, a manager that wasn't even a manager when Bournemouth beat us, for God's sake. So how good is he actually? And then, you know, you look at his substitutions. He hasn't got a plan B because nine times out of ten when he makes a substitution, what he does is, Gary O'Neill, exactly, what he does is he doesn't change the formation, he doesn't change the tactics, he changes likes for likes. And great motivator, please. What you know, Hamza Chowdhury. Oh, he could be the next, you know. Uh, Messi, Look, he had a great game against Liverpool, fantastic. Coming off, pointing at him in the pictures, what a great player game he had. Never saw him again. Came out and said, Um, and said, Papa Mende, that's my, he's my ideal defensive midfielder because he can, you know, he can start things going. He can pre- hasn't played since. Getting a, um, any amount of praise from Brendan Rodgers is like getting the old uh, voter confidence from the board. A fucking waste of time. You'll never, you know, don't praise me, boss. And it's almost like, and I do say this tongue in cheek, uh, it's almost like the players are saying, I don't want to have a good game because I have a good game and he praises me. I'm not going to play again. Um, and then we've got his training. So this great coach that has probably caused us more, and I joke about Seagrave, and to be honest with you, you know, it's £100 million and we've got fantastic facilities. We've also got one of the highest injury records in the Premier League. Now, it isn't down to Seagrave, I grant you. You know, as Ant pointed out to me yesterday, we did have these um, um, injuries before. It's Rogers. Fafnir said when he came over here, he could not believe how intense training is. So, if in, if the training is too intense and causing all these injuries, why hasn't somebody, or why hasn't Rogers gone? Ooh, perhaps it's me. Well, Rogers never will of course go, perhaps it's me. Um, We know that. Uh, But nobody sort of looked at it and gone, "Mm, why? I mean, I've joked a couple of times, we've got Harold Shipman working at Seagrave. And I think sometimes we may have. I said on TalkSport yesterday morning, I think we employed Dr. Death when we built that place. We got rid of Dave Rennie, Brendan got rid of Dave Rennie, and it's all kind of gone downhill since then. So maybe we need to know he's not that great coach that we thought he is. Yes, but he's good with youngsters, which is a bit worrying to say when you... It means probably something different these days than it did many years ago. Okay, he's been unlucky. He's been unlucky with those players that are coming through. But our youngsters, our under-18s and our under-21s are both, I think they were, when I checked the other week, in the bottom four of both of their divisions. That's, that's all, that's all, you know, <laughs> what, you know how can you be good with, with you know, with with, with with youngsters when they're like that? You know, Barnes, he's got him to a level, but he hasn't developed him further. Have you seen any improvement in Dewsbury Hall? Great when he came on. Now he's not the player he was since Rodgers has got, you know, his hands on him. He's not developed. He's getting to a certain level, but then he's not developing, so he's not that good with youth either. Um Yeah, <laughs> exactly, David. I agree. Sorry, I too totally agree with you there uh, and with Gray as well. Brad, you know, you're making the point there. Yeah, Hamza, he did have his problems, but what I'm saying is, is that this is a manager that will praise you one minute and then we'll never see the player again. You don't go out because I'm I'm I have been a manager, although it being in sales, I have been an area manager in sales. I would not go out and praise somebody. i say, bloody hell, oh, you've got a great week. Well done, salesperson of the week for you. Fantastic. And then next week, put him on the worst shitty bloody project I'd got going. You know, it just, it does. blow. the thing is, we've got him now, I think, well, possibly till the end of the season. We've got the international break now. Two weeks. Now, last if we go back to last season, I said, last season, give him till the end of the season, we'll see where we are. And I think the fact that we had a good last four or five games probably saved his job. More importantly, what saved his job was the fact that we did get through to that semi-final in Europe. Because like I say, it was definitely, whatever you say, it was a, a good achievement. A good achievement. However... I said, let's see how we start this season. (laughs) We started the season bad. Now, yeah, I think Top's got to take his fair share of the blame because we all started out in a negative way because we all thought, why aren't these players coming in? And Brendan was hung out to dry a little bit by Top and the board. Um, And if, you know, he did not come out, Top did not have the balls to come out until writing in the programme... On the on deadline day when we played Manchester United, said, "Oh, we couldn't buy the players because now, okay, Tops maybe not comfortable with the English media, but he was the one that did it when his dad was around." But then we came, you know, we've got John Woodkin. When was the last time you ever saw him in front of a camera? Uh, we've got Susan Whelan. Well, if she's big enough and got the balls to be a chief executive, she should be able to face the press. Neither of them have. And nothing was explained. If at the start of the season they'd come and said, look, guys, I'm really, really sorry, but we can't really afford to buy anybody. We've got to think about uh, FFP if we want to get back into Europe. And, of course, at the start of the season, we thought we might be able to. Uh, We'd have all said, OK, kind of get it. Because we've had a couple of seasons where we were fighting to get into the top four in Champions League. We had to spend money. We didn't sell... Telemans when we thought we would to to get some money in because we always make that one big signing, so I get it. Now that we know, but at the time we didn't. So everybody was being very negative, quite rightly, about you know why we weren't buying players. So we had what was it five six games until the transfer deadline where we were totally and utterly pissed off, blaming Brendan Rodgers. Like I say, I've got to say on this occasion, I do really believe he was hung out to dry because uh, he was having to feel... I don't think he necessarily knew what was going on. Um, and we started badly. And yes, OK, the World Cup has thrown things in, uh, out, you know, in, into turmoil, but it has for 19 other clubs as well. Just before the World Cup, and I'm going to have a look here and just see who we played, because we had a good run, did we not, before the World Cup. Um, where we actually were winning games. Um, So let's have a look here. Now, these are teams, right? Because we all said, oh, look, it's all right. World's kept six clean sheets. We've won so many games. And everything in the garden was rosy. But we beat West Ham United, which looking at it at the moment isn't the hardest thing to do. Sorry, uh, Mike, if you're still in. We beat Newport County, but... You know, that was a cup tie. We beat Everton 2-0. All right, we lost uh, Man City. We beat Wolves 4-0. We beat Leeds 2-0. We drew with Palace. I mean, I'm not being awful. We are not playing the elite of world football here. No disrespect to them. Palace, Leeds, Wolves, Everton, West Ham. The teams that on paper... We would have expected to beat and at that time were down there with us. You could argue that those are the teams we need to beat, of course, but we weren't suddenly this all oh, title contenders. Look at the teams we were playing. Yes, we lost to Manchester City, um, uh, but it was only one nil. But let's be honest with you, we could have... that was on the 29th of October. If we'd still been playing now, we wouldn't have scored. Rodgers was that defensive in that game, and you're never going to win a game if you go out to be defensive. So that run. I think threw everybody off. And we all went, ah, things are rosy in the garden. Let's have a look at what we, what happened after the World Cup, shall we? Well, we lost to Newcastle. We beat Milton Keynes-Dons. I'm not even going to look at that. That's another cup. Um, we lost to Newcastle United, 3-0. We lost to Liverpool, 2-1. And we had to score all three bloody goals there, didn't we? We lost to Fulham. We lost to Newcastle again. Cup, that doesn't really matter. We lost to Nottingham Forest. We drew with Brighton. Yeah, okay. We managed to beat Villa. We managed to beat Tottenham. Two fantastic wins. Very reminiscent of just before Pro was sacked, we beat Manchester City over Christmas. Do you remember? Probably kept him in the job probably a month longer. And again, we suddenly think, oh, It's fine, look, we've started winning again Along came a Topsy-turvy Manchester United Because you don't know what Manchester United Are going to turn up The good Manchester United turned up And played 3-0 And a lot of people will say And Jack, I've seen your comment I will bring that up in a second A lot of people will say Wow, we played well against Manchester United Yeah, we played well and we lost you know, I always say about the great escape year. We always put a fight in something that this team wouldn't know. They couldn't fight the way out of a paper bloody bag. But can you see this team starting to win again? We lost to Arsenal 1-0. Oh, yes, it was an improvement, wasn't it? Because they'd beaten us, what is it, four or five earlier in the season. We only lost 1-0. Brilliant. I use that. When I was coaching my son's under elevens team. Oh yeah, well done guys, you've got a draw with they stuffed us last time. Not professionals. And we'd lost to Blackburn, that was the cup, so I can't really discuss that. Into March. We've we the coach, went down to Southampton. Southampton are or were at that point, still are you could say, the worst team in the Premier League. They had the worst home record all season in the Premier League. We couldn't beat them earlier in the season because it was too hot. We had the chance there to... Because the other teams around us were, were had difficult games. So if we'd have won that, we'd have been you know, in a lot of different position. We lost 1-0 to the worst team in the Premier League. Well, maybe that makes us the worst team in the Premier League. Somebody said in the chat yesterday, oh, Grimsby beat Southampton in the cup. What does that matter? Well, if Grimsby beat Southampton and then Southampton beat us, how bad does that make us? We then lost to Chelsea. And we got a draw against Brentford. And Jack's made the point there. Because I always say, and I, I've got to be honest, I'm going to hold my hands up to this. In the preview, I always used to ask uh, Craig, one of the last questions was, would you be happy with the draw? He actually said, yes, he would have been happy with the draw for this one. I actually turned around and said, no, I wouldn't. Because I accept that this is not the Brentford that's just come up from the championship. This is a Brentford that plays to its strengths, square pegs in square holes, and he's got them on the verge of Europe. So it is a different Brentford team. We drew one-one. We had a great second half, and I don't just put here. Sorry, uh, this is what Jack said. Gobsmacked team him. Some fans who were happy with the draw. Draws will make relegation a certainty. Most of, most of teams show no pride at all. To, sorry, most of the team, you should say, showed no pride at all to wear a City shirt. Never seen a Leicester team so lifeless. Now, yeah, you know we're playing Brentford. We can't afford now for draws. Some would say, well, when we get a draw, that could be the point that saves us. Yes, if we are playing Manchester City. Yes, if we are playing Arsenal. I would take that. I accept that. But these are the games we've got to be winning. Um, We did play very well for a bit in the first half, about five, ten minutes. But we just played it around. It was like... It was like me when i used to try to play fifa I'd, I'd pass it around a lot but once i got into the opposition half i'd go for a run and run it out of play we can't pass to any other player in blue i mean i i found out last week i was colorblind yeah, no it came right out of the purple no okay um are the players colorblind because sometimes i think they can't pass to their own teammates it's a simple thing if you can't bloody pass a ball at this level then you shouldn't be putting on a leicester shirt let's put the under 18s out let's put the women out at least they show a bit of battle um and I, I, and then we go behind who knew who knew i was watching that and i could see that that left-hand side that they were attacking now. So, Ricardo's right. We were struggling. That number eight for those, that for, for Brentford was going past Ricardo and Teddy out like a hot knife through butter. Any changes? No. Brendan didn't look at that and think,
0: oh, shit. And then, right, crossed the ball over,
1: unmarked on the far side, and I'm not blaming Everson here, because it, it was the odd, like I say, Jack Kennedy's been shot by the bullet that, that took four different turns in his body. Um, it, two deflections it went in. So that wasn't Everson's fault. We came out and played in the second half. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here. How long is a football game? Because I always thought it was 90 minutes. Okay, I will accept. Let's take it down to 80 because of all the theatrics by all the players on the pitch and going down like a prostitute on double time. But the actual duration of the game is not not 45. You know, we've had good first halves capitulated in the second. We've had awful first halves. It's the first time this season. And we've played nearly 30 games and it's the first time this season we've actually got anything when we've gone behind. It's just record after record that showing how bad we are. David, that's what I said earlier, mate. Nobody, nobody said that. Uh, Gray, Yeah, Saints Mister penalty. There <laughs> was still more fired up than us. Look, it's 90 minutes. You play for 90 minutes. You know, what's happened to this fantastic set-piece coach that came in and was suddenly changing everything? I've not heard a peep out of him or about him since we got back from the World Cup. I I will accept that Top has stuck by Brendan Rodgers after he was unable to back him in the summer. I get that. He felt that he'd let Brendan Rodgers down. I get that and he wanted to give him another chance. I get that. But as I I put up at the start of this show, and it's certainly for the older generation here, um, Roger's last stand, and I said, and I put him there with a picture of uh, Custer, who, of course, had his last stand at Little Big Horn with the US 7th Cavalry. Those that are old enough to remember it was a suicide mission. It was a bit like the uh, Charge of the Light Brigade. Um, This... Is his last? Year. He isn't going to go. We've got to accept he isn't going to go. Top, for whatever reason, is sticking with him, and we will only find out. We will only find out at the end of the season whether that was a good thing. I got shot down, as you know. I've I've closed my Facebook group, uh, Leicester Till I Die TV, on Facebook, basically because I I, it, I just couldn't put up with the hassle. You know, it's become so toxic between the fans. You know, and when a fan turns around and says, well, you weren't saying this when we were winning. Of course I fucking wasn't. Because we were winning. Jesus Christ. You know, how many brain cells have you got between your ears? And then, you know, and and I put up a thing saying, you know, oh, Palace have made the decision to sack Vieira while our board are like Nero fiddling while Rome burned. And somebody came on and went, oh it wasn't technically nero i don't fucking care it was, a, it was a joke to make a point but it has created a very toxic feeling amongst the fans and that comes with where we are if he's going to go it will be today or it will be tomorrow when top makes that decision people used to say it was twitter grey, but i don't think it i, don't, I think it's facebook now um so if you do follow me on Facebook and you can't get into the group, which nobody can now, somebody messaged me the other day asking, follow me on YouTube and follow me on Twitter. Both of them listed till I die TV. Anyway, that's the self-promotion out the way. Um, I forgot what I was saying now. Yeah. So if he's going to go, he will go then. You've then been able to bring a manager in that's got two seasons, uh, two weeks, sorry, to get to know the players that haven't got away on international duty and try and get, something in. Would we get that that new manager bounce? I don't know. You would hope so. Didn't happen with Southampton. And then the question is, of course, who do we bring in? And we'll, we'll look at that later. But everybody, you know, I just think, if he doesn't go today or tomorrow, we've got him till the end of the season. And every time every time we we you know win a game says get behind the team get I will get behind the team between now and the end of the season hundred and ten percent I will not get behind Rodgers. I will not stop calling him out because the guy is a big bell end. Yes he was good and everybody says yeah he won us an FA Cup yeah yeah yes he did and I love him for it but Mourinho you know who won the Champions League for Chelsea? Mateo was it somebody and within two months he was gone you're only as good as your current results. That was the case. Let's dig Jimmy Bloomfield up out of his grave and bring him back. We played great football under him, didn't we? I mean, I just, I don't know. Sometimes I think, Ugh. And it's not just us. I know it's every football team. Everyone's been going a bit mad. I said mentioned Conte before. And yes, Gray, Rodgers will leave as soon as we're relegated. I think we'll be sacked. That was then and this is now, quite correct, quite correct. When Newcastle went down, which was many, many times, but the last time they had Benita's in charge. And they stuck with him. And he brought them back up. Last time, not this time, last time Burnley went down, Sean Dyche was in charge. They stuck with him. They will bring, they, he brought them back up. Does anybody really think that if we get relegated, Rodgers is the manager to bring us back up? I know some people are going to say, well, you know, look what he did with Swansea. Oh, bollocks. That was then, as Gray said. He is not the manager that is going to bring us back up. If we get relegated this season, I'll tell you now, we will not do a Burnley. We will not go and storm the division. Because they, they, they've they sold a lot of players. They brought a lot of players in. We will lose a lot of our so-called decent players. But we're not going to do a Burnley. We, we, we're not going to have that sudden turnaround if we, you know, with Rodgers, or even if it's without Rodgers. And if we do not come straight back up, we are going to struggle. We came straight back up from League One. But look how long it took Manchester City a few seasons. It took Leeds forever to come back up from League One. Uh, and I think Forrest possibly as well. Luke's in, he may tell me. Good, good, even, uh, good afternoon, Luke. Um, and, uh, we, at the moment, I don't even think we're good enough to do a Watford and go down and come back up. Or oh, Norwich. And if we don't do it straight away... We're going to be down there for a while. So that has basically everything that Vichai and Top have done for this club will be wiped out. And we'll look at it and go, we'll look at that like we look... We'll be looking back like we look back at the Martin O'Neill years. Yeah, weren't they good years then? Do you remember that? Yeah, we had about seven years, didn't we? Eight years in the Premier League. Yeah. I think we won it once. Yeah, we've got an FA Cup as well, you know. Did we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh... Anyway, we're having a ticket to go watch Rochdale this weekend, play Leicester. I mean, let's talk Conte just for a minute. And I'll come back to Leicester and where we go from now on. Exactly, Luke. Exactly. Was that that Forrest? 23 years it took Forrest to get back. 10 it took us. And what, what's going to happen if we get relegated with all this brand new stadium and all this infrastructure with the hotel and the arena and the fan store and the shopping and the, and the, and the offices and the flats? Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with muck delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. He's thinking, put your money back. Put your money back. You ain't going to fill the stadium if we're down in the second tier. And somebody keeps saying, well, if we sell the tickets for five quid, we will. We ain't going to sell the tickets for five quid. Fucking hell. Last time, of course, we changed stadiums. We got relegated. Now, I know we're not changing it this time. But anyway, I'll come back to say less. I just want to go on to Conte for a second. Because I just want to compare him to Rodgers. Because before Conte came in... Rogers was being linked with spurs. Whether he got approached or not, we'll never know. But they ended up going for Nuno about their 25th choice. And yes, Gray, say Spurs are blighted by Levy. Yes, they are. Conte turned them down. And then halfway through the season, they sat Nuno and went, yeah, you know, I said, I'll come now. Because he was in a very strong position. Because they needed him more than he needed the job. Like I say, he'd been sat from his last job. He would have got a nice big payoff. He didn't need the, you know, he doesn't have to have the work. But you can't walk away from football. You know, we can't walk away from our teams, can we? And players and, and managers are the same, you know, once they start playing. Um, this press conference yesterday, I watched a bit of it earlier. It wasn't as bad as I thought people were saying it was. But was, for me... Wasn't it refreshing to see a manager that showed some passion, a manager that wanted to win and was frustrated by what he wasn't being able to do? I would sooner have a manager, I'd sooner Brendan come out and go, Look, guys, I can't do any more than I'm doing. I'm not getting this support. I'm not getting that. Come out and show some backbone. Since the World Cup, I used to cover the press conferences with Brad. And we used to put the press conferences and watch them back. And it was the same thing week in, week out. First of all, we couldn't hear the questions. Then they mended that. Now they've gone back to us not being able to hear the questions. Now, whether that's the thing that the club are doing because they don't want us to hear the questions, I don't know. But it's almost like, you know, when they're being interviewed by, you know, these stars are being interviewed. Uh, if you say, let's say, for example, they're gonna, somebody's going inter- to interview um, King Charles. Still doesn't sound right, uh, bless him. Um, they'll be giving them a say, right? You can ask him this, you can't mention that, you don't. It's almost like the, the, the press people get, um, told before they go in, well, you can't ask Rogers this, you can't ask Rogers that, and it's so fucking boring. Well. We need confidence, that's what's lacking and concentration. If we had some concentration, we'd probably be top of the league. Oh I mean, for God's sake. I still double sleeping at night. I should start putting these press conferences on. Do you know what? I for the first time since the World Cup, I actually included his press conference in the preview show. And I thought it would fill the time up before, because uh, Craig wasn't coming in far for half an hour and I was going to do the stats. I thought, no, let's have a look what he's got to say. I turned it off. I didn't stick. I didn't show the whole press conference because it bored me so much. Now, if he's doing that to us as fans, if he's doing that in his press conferences, what the fucking hell is his team talks like? Bardi, you need to concentrate more. Too tall. Just make sure you're concentrating. I mean, so yes, I would sooner have a manager like not. I don't. We'd never get Conte, but I would. Ne- I would love a manager like Conte that at least shows some fight, at least shows some pride. Whether you can argue whether he wants the job, whether he wants to be sacked, whether he will be sacked, who knows? You know, it, it's. I don't know what's the worst job to take on Watford or Tottenham. But I'm going to be honest with you. It's the passion that he, you. Know, he came out, and you could see he was frustrated. And I just wish. I mean, I think Pat, Matt Piper said, "Who the hell does Brendan Rodgers inspire?" He sits at the, oh, he stands. Sorry, at the side of his pitch, and I'm not going to mention the notebook because Thomas Frank was writing notes. Maybe they were sending love letters to each other. I said that the other day. Uh was it Southampton we played? Oh no it was it was Potter at Chelsea and they were both writing in notebooks and it's like two kids at school where he's going Tell Tell Graham I love him. Pass that along, pass that along. And he'll get it and he'll open his notebook. Go, tell Brendan I'll see him after school. Pass it back to Brendan, pass it and that's <laughs> so yeah, it goes on. But notebooks aside, would he fucking inspire you? I wish somebody would take a blow-up fish or a dead fish and throw it at him when he does that. If I could get a ticket, it'd be worth being banned just to go up and throw a fish at him. Yeah, he has great. He has. I. I, I want to know Neil. I'm just trying to buy his book at the moment. I'm trying to get on the on the plat on the station, but he's not coming on. He's rather busy, I think, at the moment. Um with his book, but he, he, he was at the side of that pitch, he was kicking every ball Claudio Ranieri, and he was oh you know he's twenty years older than Brent. even he was. Showed, showed passion at the side of the pitch. The most passion I've seen Brendan Rodgers do when we score a goal is. Now, we might as well be advertising fucking deodorant. So, yes, I would like to see somebody like Conte in. Um, but, like I say, we've got to accept Rodgers is with us. I think if you say, if he's not gone tomorrow, if he's not gone Monday, we've got him till the end of the season, like the Olympic. That'd be the right decision. It'll be interesting to see where Palace go. It'll be interesting to see who they get in. Um, Everybody's been sacking their managers but Leicester. If we stay up, we're all going to say, and I'll be the same, we all will say, wow, Top knew what he was doing. If we, and then if Palace go down, I go, why the fucking hell did you sack the manager? And I'm not saying sacking with two games to go like Watford did with Pearson, but there's it's our last chance. We are. It is Roger's last stand. We're drinking in the last chance saloon. And I'm running out of uh, you from I can use. Um, so we've got to put up with him. Now, Anthony was in earlier. Yeah, I mean, I said earlier, Dave, where is our defensive coach? I think we left him in Qatar with America. Uh, O'Neill would never stand for the craft. He would not. And we've had bad managers. And all right, look, let me put this into perspective. Because I have, tongue in cheek, been saying I, w- I would take Puel back over Rogers. Okay, my tongue was firmly planted in my cheek when I said that. But is this any better than it was under Puel? I don't remember us ever being this far down. You know, and Puel, and I know hindsight's a marvelous thing, but the youngster's coming through. That wasn't all Rodgers. prowl started to do that. Now, OK, like I said, I don't want prowl back. Tongue-in-cheek just to get my point across. Um, but I don't remember it actually being this bad. But I do remember we, we played boring football under prowl I think we actually got it into the opposition half. Yesterday, yesterday, we played brilliant. We had about 25 passes in one move. But we're still in our own half. When we get it forward, we don't know what to do with it. <laughs> now, somebody tell Harvey Barnes, stop turning and coming inside all the time. You know, should we try and want... it has got to be something we're going to look at it and go. It's what we need. Yeah, Gray. maybe we do need to go abroad. I just want to come back to, to Anthony's point here. Big up, Chris. I think Brendan and Conte are not the right people in charge of their clubs. They need to go at Sheffield United. Oh, they, I didn't even know they were playing. Now you know. Look at Arsenal, and let, let's be honest: we take the piss out of Arsenal fans. We do. You know they love they love players from other clubs, and before they've even approached them, they've got them in in their shirts on pictures on on their sites. Um, I mean, I cannot believe. And you think I'm bad? There's a guy called Luca, and he absolutely tore into Arteta because they lost on penalties in the European Cup. Does he not remember where they were two or three seasons ago? And everybody, some Arsenal fans have been coming on to me and going, "Yeah, you yeah, know, you were saying with Arsenal, stick with him, stick with him." Yeah. And they did, and look where they are now. But yes, when Arteta took over, they were in the position where we were are now, obviously not li- literally, but in the same type of position, struggling at the bottom, struggling. Sorry, just struggling in the league. Um, what you have seen is progression. Each season they've got better. Not worse. They've got better each season. When Brendan came in, he did that. He did that. Took over from Puel. He got us to win an FA Cup final. He got us to fifth twice. He got us to a European Championship. He has taken us on that level. Yes, we've had some injuries. Yes, all clubs get injuries. But... Not all managers moan. Yes, I know. Top moans if uh, Virgil Van Dijk breaks his toenail, but we've now go. We've, we've reached the peak, and we've now fully gone down the other way again. And everything that he has done, Vichai's legacy, Top's legacy, and they are committed to the club. Otherwise, they wouldn't have just written off 192 million pounds. Let's be honest with you. Um, they, they, it's, it's going to be all wiped out. It's going to be all wiped out. We have Gray. We have totally and utterly gone backwards. But, like I say, he's here to stay until, I think, until the end of the season. I do not think he will go before the end of the season. It will either be a very brave decision by Top, and I'll be the first to say, look, Top, you got it right, we got it wrong. The other problem is, who do we replace him with? Because we are not, no manager is going to come in now that is working, that is working, that would say, yeah, I'll take on this. I'll come and sign for Leicester because in three months' time, I could be managing them in the championship when all the best players have left. Nobody's going to do that. So if we did it now, we're going to have to take on somebody um, that is out of work. So we'll have a look at a few of the managers that are out of work, and I don't know if Brad's still in or not. But I think Brad's going to um, uh, throw something at me if he's here and he still is. Um, and we're going to be we're going to do this seriously, seriously now. Um, we missed out on Sean Dye. Now some people would say. Yeah, Andrew, you said there, uh, Michael Carrick and Vincent Company. Why would, I don't know about Michael Carrick, but why would Vincent Company leave where he is now in, in a fantastic Burnley side? And yes, I know they got stuffed 6-0 yesterday by Manchester City in the Cup, but they're going to do well when they come up. They're going to do at least mid-table, I'll tell you now. Is he going to want to come to Leicester? Certainly... And fight a relegation battle? No, he's not. We've got to look, i say, if we replace him, we've got to be looking at managers that are out of work. They always are great. They're always disrespectful to the players. Um, I don't know how allegedly he's not lost the uh, dressing room. Should have had Dyche, I think. I laughed, I've got to be honest with you, I laughed at um, Ant when he suggested that last season. But... Did you watch the game last night between Everton and Chelsea? Chelsea, the team that beat us 3 1. Everton, the team that everybody has been laughing at for the last season and, and three quarters and are now sat above us. An Everton side that includes Damari Gray. An Everton side that fought for their lives. That's the difference. Maybe. We missed the boat there. So, look, let's have a look at some managers that are out of business. Now, remember that we are in the position here where we are fourth at the moment. On goal difference, I believe it is. Let's just have a look at the uh, table. Um, Now, we're a point above West Ham, but they do have a game in hand on us now. Uh, If they win that game, we're in the bottom three. Above us, Forest, Everton and Leeds. No disrespect to those three clubs, but one's just been promoted. Two of them managed to survive on the final day last season. West Ham, I don't know. West Ham are in the same position as us. And I know they, they don't want Moyes there, the fans. Um so let's have a look. Who's gonna look at that and look at Leicester and go, yeah, I'll take that on? Like I say, knowing that we could be in the championship next season. Joachim low. Now whether you like him or you don't like him, you know, with, with his with his scratching habits Um, who knows? But he won't come. We have to accept he, this is not a big enough proposition. He's managed Germany to to World Cup and European Cups. He is not going to want to come to Leicester City. Whether we could afford him or not, I don't know. Potocino he's not going to come. It's as simple as that. It's like, well, yes, Gray, we used to be an attractive um, proposition, but we're not now, and that's what I'm saying. You know, a couple of seasons ago, fifth Champions League, um, Conference League semi-final, um, in Europe two seasons running, Poticino might have said, yeah, I might take a risk on that. Not now. Um, Like I say, Ancelotti was never going to come to us as much as we always said we wanted him. Luis Enrique, same. I don't think he'd come. Uh, Thomas Tuchel, I'd love him. And I think, you know, I'd love him to come back and say, I'll show you Chelsea. (laughs) But it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if Chelsea actually don't, if it doesn't work out with Potter, go back for him. Um, so they're the big names that we're probably not going to get. Uh, Brian McDermott, him of Reading and Leeds. I actually spoke to him the other day. He's now coaching at Arsenal, so he's not going to come. Now it gets interesting. Steven Gerrard. Frank Lampard. Dream team, why not bring them both in? Give them a lot of money and say, look, if you keep us here, just come for a few months. If you keep us up, we'll give you 10 million. Might just get a news manager bounce. Who knows? Tongues in the cheek again. Uh, Rafael Benitez, Again. Yeah, exactly, Gray. No, no, no. Um, Rafa Benitez. No, he's not gone anywhere since Everton. That was his last club. Uh, it's funny, ex Everton managers haven't been able to get, get jobs since um, Lampard and Benitez. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't want the hassle, Andrew. I wouldn't want the hassle. Uh, <laughs> Gray, if you've got them Viagra pills you were talking about, you might do. Um, Rafa Benitez, no, again, I think he's had his time. He's proved at Everton that his best days have come and gone. Certain managers look at you know, Mourinho, I said about Mourinho ages ago, yo, know, his style of management is out. He won Roma a European trophy last season. You know, some managers keep doing it and, and some managers need a new challenge every now and again. I know when I was in sales and I'd, I'd hit my target 12 months out of 12, I was salesperson of the year. The following year, I, I moved to a different job, same company, just in a different position because I'd done it. I needed a new challenge. Um, Ow. Oh. Nathan Jones. Um, Bruno Lager, ex-Wolves manager. And then, of course, we have Ralph Hussenhall and Patrick Vieira. They are both available. Now, it wasn't so long ago we were actually saying we're quite interested in Ralph. He did keep Southampton a club that was always selling his best players from underneath him. He did keep them up for a couple of seasons. Yes, they had a couple of bad results, but they stayed up. Obviously, this season, it, it is different. Patrick Vieira, I have to agree with, with what Brad says. Good players, don't, ex-players good ex don't always make good managers, even if they were good players. Um, and he's proved that. He's proved that. Um, you could argue this guy kept his team up last season, Jesse Marsh. Look, you get what I'm saying here. You get what I am saying, that there is not a lot of managers out there that... Scott Parker! I mean, he's managed in the Champions League. That one, I will leave it. I will not go any further than Scott Parker. I think, you know, that the bottom of that barrel has been reached. Um... So if we're going to appoint somebody now, that's the sort of pickings we're going to take. When, yes, Rodgers said, I want to come to Leicester before the end of the season. And, of course, the advantage is that he got, as Rodgers did, he saw the team in action. wasn't going to go down. We weren't going to get into Europe. But he could see this in, not in meaningless preseason friendlies. He could see us in proper Premier League games. But that was Rodgers. Not every manager would be prepared to do that. So that's why I said that's why we're looking at that sort of calibre. I don't think there's anybody out there. I mean, if you say saying you know Scott Parker, Jesse Marsh, Frank Lampard, no, we. we I always said who was who could be worse than Rodgers. But I think I'm just possibly named three there. Um, so we're going to stick with him till the end of the season, and then I think, then I think we will get somebody in. Because if, if, if Top is not looking for a manager now at possible alternatives, he's not the businessman I thought he was. I think he will have, he'll have a list. Him and Susan will have a list going, OK, let's have a look. And it will depend where we are next season. Because we will still have certain players we can hold on to. We have still got this fantastic training ground. And we have got the plans coming in for a new training round. but it will depend where we are. You know, once we, if we go down, you can probably knock half the managers that we're going to approach off the list because they won't even think of coming. We would love, I mean, it would be lovely to get another Martin O'Neill from a low league club. Um, but look, Nathan Jones, look what happened. Uh, you know, you've got to get that right. Um, our best option is if we, if I think whether we stay up or we go down, Rodgers will be sacked. Whether he walks or not, I don't know. He if we go down, he may walk. Um, if we stay up, he's still got to go, has he not? You know, it's like you know Jesse Marsh kept Leeds up. Frank Lampard get, kept Everton up. Uh, he's got even if he keeps us up, he's got to go. And, and Andrew just says that at that point there. Uh, do you think he'll be sacked even if he keeps us up? Yes, I just think things are that bad now. Things are that toxic. You can see the players. Somebody said earlier, I think it was Luke, the Forest fan, said the players don't seem to be able to look to see to know what they're doing. And not somebody else said he's lost the dressing room. I'm not sure whether he has or not, but they just can't seem to get what he's trying to say. And what he's trying to say, he's trying to get us to play nice, pretty passing football. We're in a fucking relegation fight. Stick the ball up. Get in, Acho, plus another striker on. Play two up front, bolt it up to them, and hope that they can knock it in. Forget this fucking nice 50 funky passing it around the back. That's fine when we're fourth, fifth, 5th, 6th, not when we're 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th earlier in the season. So, yes, I think so. Andrew, you make the good point there. You know, I like I always say, if managers are sacked, they get the payoff. But you have to look at the other side. In what it will cost us and like i say that's up to top top has got that uh, uh that russian roulette um situation you know he's he's, he's got one bullet in there uh, if he doesn't use it and we go down there we go uh on now I don't, i've got to be honest with you gary honest lot i don't know him um so i can't say but we could be looking at a foreign manager maybe that's the way we've got to go there isn't much talent i mean I'll be interested to see at the end of the season what happens at Chelsea. Look, Thomas Frank is not going to come. Why would he? Why would he? Brentford aren't going to sack him. He may say, well, yeah, i have talked to Leicester. But why would, why would he leave Brentford and come to Leicester now? He wouldn't. Now, Graham Potter at Chelsea is another, another kettle of fish altogether. He's been brought in, and Bowley, who apparently is going to buy Strasbourg as well, I think I read this morning. Bowley, obviously, owns Chelsea, has decided, and I think the sacking of Tuchel was absolutely horrendous. But you know, I'm not a Chelsea fan, so I don't know the, all the ins and outs. But he kept that club going whilst uh, there was all the Abramovich things going on. Um He's brought Potter in. He wants to go down a certain route. He saw what Potter could do at Brighton with a mid-table team. And he thought, well, give him, give him the players and he might, he might be able to replicate that and move us forward. We always said, everybody was saying, oh, Brighton, uh, Potter's good, Potter's good. Yeah, he was. And I know I used to get mad about it. But I did want to see him win something. But he's now gone to that Chelsea team and hasn't really set the world on light. Yes, he's doing all right in Europe, although I think Real Madrid they've got next round. I think that could be the end of their Champions League run. It will be. In- I think if Abramovich was in charge, he'd be gone at the end of the season. If he is gone at the end of the season from uh, uh, Chelsea, could we take him at Leicester? I'll be honest with you, Despite the fact that he hasn't won anything, we're not going to win anything, so it doesn't really matter. Like when Ranieri came in, everyone said, "Oh, Ranieri," and I said, "Look, Ranieri's never won anything league-wise. He's never won a top-tier um, championship anywhere he's been. However, he has won cups. He has got them to second and third in the league. And at that point, if he could get Leicester to second or third in the Premier League, I'd have been ecstatic. Didn't expect him to do. <laughs> didn't expect him to do what he did." Um I still come, Brendan Rodgers it was a very big point yesterday. Um so we will say that's that's I think as a overall it's gonna be here until the end of the season, and then Top will have somebody in mind and and uh say, yeah, that's who we're going for. And it will depend where we end up. Let's have a look at the games that are coming up. He didn't win the Premier League. He never won the Premier League with Chelsea. He got them second. They came second to the uh, Arsenal Invincibles grey. And then Abramovich took over and and sacked him. That's why why the the Chelsea fans love him so much. He never won the Premier League with Chelsea. Um, Let's have a look at the games that are coming up. And we'll see whether we think we can win these or not. We've got Crystal Palace. No, no, he came second. He was very close. And I'd have been happy we second, but we went on. We went on and won the damn thing, didn't we? Um, no, we've got Palace next after the break. Uh, new manager bounce for them. Must win game. We've got Villa on the 4th of April, Tuesday. Three days after the Palace game. I know we beat them 4-1 not so long ago at their place. I don't think that will happen again. And I think we could struggle with that one. So We could struggle against Palace. We could win that one. I think it'll be a draw against Villa. Southampton, Bournemouth. Come on. Who knows? I mean, it is one of those seasons. Who knows? Manchester City, it's now on the 15th of April. It's been changed, and it's on Sky Sports. Or it might have been changed for the Sunday. It might not be updated on here yet. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we're not going to beat Manchester City. Let's just forget that. Wolves, we've got next after that. And then we've got Leeds. Tell you what, the way that Leeds played yesterday, beating Wolves, they're not going to be easy to beat. They're above us. Wolves are above us. Bournemouth, the only team really that's below us. Everton we've got, but we've got some huge games in there. Fulham, might get a draw from there, but again, doing well. Liverpool, depends which Liverpool turn up. I really couldn't call that one. You you know Liverpool season, it could go either way. Um, Newcastle United. Let's forget that one. And then last day of the season, of course, West Ham at our place, which could be a winner stays up. Who knows? Who knows? I think West Ham will be clear by then. So let's have a look. We have got games that we must win, in my opinion. We must beat Palace. These are, these are teams that, we, that are around us or below us. Um, Villa, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be safe. They are safe. They're not going to be dragged into it. Manchester City, we're going to lose. Wolves, we've got to win. Leeds United, we've got to win. Everton, we've got to win. Fulham, I don't know, Liverpool, Newcastle and West Ham on the last game of the season, we've got to win. So we've got five games there. Palace, Wolves, Leeds, Everton, West Ham, in my mind, are all must-win games. How many will we win? We are currently on 25 points. People are saying with 35, you'll stay up with 35. I'm not so sure. If we get 25 from those games, if we win all those games, 50, we're well safe. But can we do what we did before the World Cup? As you say, Gray, we are going to struggle full stop. That's it. I've been talking for an hour. This, these Life's to pitch shows are basically me on my soapbox, uh, and I'm sorry if I bent you here. But look, you won't. I won't stop moaning about Rodgers. I'm sorry. Um, I, ju- I just don't think he's the man to do it. But I do think. I honestly do think he will be here until the end of the season, and then we'll have to see whether we're still in the Premier League or whether we're in the Championship as to who we go for. But I think. If I was top, yeah, I'd want. As to me, I'd say get him out and maybe put Vardy and Evans in charge. I wouldn't take. I wouldn't take Rogers' backroom staff or, or Torrey back. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? Um, yeah, because they they would probably go with him. I would imagine anyway. Um, Vardy. I'm not sure he could manage on his own. I think Johnny Evans could and give them till the end of the season. But look, I don't. I think he'll stay now till the end of the season, like I say, and then see where we are, which league we're in, as to which manager we can approach. And I think it will possibly then be somebody that will be in a job. Fingers crossed that we're going to be still in the Premier League at the end of the season and we can approach somebody who will look at us and go, look, they've won the Premier League recently. They've won the FA Cup. They've got this fantastic stadium. Um, which they're going to expand soon uh, and get another 8,000 fans in. And they've got the best training or well, one of the best training facilities in the whole of Europe. And I want to go to that club. Fingers crossed. Guys, thank you so much for listening to me. Uh, I don't know whether you like these shows or you don't like these shows. Put a comment below and let me know if you do. And uh, if you do, as I say, I'll continue to try and do some more of these. But it is me on my soapbox. Thank you for watching if you've been on YouTube or Twitch. Leicester to TV. Subscribe if you're new. And if you've been listening on the podcast, I thank you for lending me your ears. As always, it's down to Arnie to say goodbye. Thanks, everybody. And I'll see you later for the Formula One watch-along, if that is your bag. See you later. Here's Arnie.
0: Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans. That's all, folks.
1: Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye, and see you next time. Yeah. oh, oh, Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk Sport powered by Fans.